You hear the music, you know what that means. That's an LD Celtics recap. And tonight, the Boston Celtics with a triumph over the Knicks, 104-102 in a game that was way too close start to finish. I have a son. I have four sons. But my oldest son now is into sports. He's six years old. I go downstairs and play soccer with him. And I let him uh, hang around. You know, I don't want to crush his confidence right away. I want to build him up. And then ultimately, when it comes down to it, though, I got to let him know that I'm the dad. I got to let him know, hey, you're not beating me quite yet. Right? And I played horse with him. Um, and I'll miss a bunch of shots until it gets to E. You know, because I'm the dad. I got to win. And um, that's what tonight felt like. The Celtics, it was just classic pacing themselves. They let the Knicks hang around all night. And eventually, Brad, with five minutes left, decided, like, hey, let's put the NBA players in the game. Let's just, let's just win this thing. And um, it almost backfired. They almost didn't win. It's dangerous when you kind of play that game, when you know you're going to win. And I actually listened to my last podcast last week when they played the Knicks. And I had the same attitude, like, you know you're going to win, so do whatever you want to do. And I think Brad went into this game thinking, like, okay, I'll play um, Brad Wanamaker a ton of minutes. I'll play Carson Edwards a ton of minutes. Yeah, Poirier, hey, you can be my first sub in the third quarter. We're going to win anyway. Let's just get some experience. And that's exactly what it felt like, and it was almost dangerous to a point where it took a Jason Tatum near buzzer beater to win the game tonight because of old friend Marcus Morris who we'll get to um but it was it was classic pacing themselves it was 23-22 at the first quarter Knicks lead 50-49 at the half Knicks lead 75-74 oh Celtics took a big lead big one point lead after the third and then 104-102, and only because we hit a shot at the buzzer. By we, I mean Jason Tatum. Um, it just seemed like the Celtics knew they were going to win, but that strategy does backfire. You cannot give a hungry young team with a coach that's pretty hungry, David Fisdale. For what it's worth, I mean, they're 1-5 now, but he's coaching for his job every game. And he wants to win. He's a pretty good motivator of men. So the guys that are out there want to win. They were they had some injuries tonight too, um, and they fought. So I don't know that strategy kind of backfired, but you know we'll get into it. Um, <clears throat> but on the whole, hey, listen, you're, you're happy to have a win. You can't go into the weekend with a three and two record losing to the Knicks. So we'll take the win, however we can get it. So we're going to go straight into um, player evals, which I do at the end of every pod. It's going to be quick tonight. Um, But the first thing, I'm going to start with the other team. They had this guy, Marcus Morris. Never seen him before. Just kidding. I love Marcus Morris. I am so... I'm not mad we got rid of him. Like I said in the last pod, he'd probably be our fourth or fifth wing option. And for the Knicks, he's... Probably their best wing option tonight. 39 minutes, 29 points, including a huge three to tie the game with 10 seconds left. Nine rebounds, three assists. 
don't know. It, it just reminds me of like I had a I had a girlfriend in high school that we broke up and you know you see that girlfriend that ex-girlfriend with another guy and she's still hot you know my ex-girlfriend in high school dated my backup quarterback for like a short time and you know you look at her like oh she's still hot but she's with a way lesser product than me and um that's exactly what this feels like Marcus Morris would be so much happier with the Celtics than he would be with the Knicks. But, you know, as the Celtics, you get to look back and kind of see what you're missing. And when I was in high school, you know, I found that girl in the mistletoe around Christmas time and took her back. So maybe, you know, around trade deadline when the Celtics need an extra wing to make that playoff push. Maybe Marcus Morris is available. I don't know. We'll see. But I love Marcus Morris, man. That guy has ice in his veins. He's tough. He's very likable when he's on your team. And even tonight, he just respects the game. He's a tough player. I love him. The Celtics guys. All right. So we got Brad Wanamaker. I know I always rag on Brad Wanamaker. Tonight, 15 minutes. And it was mostly because... Brad was just playing that bench. He was just totally pacing himself. So 15 minutes, he did hit two shots. He had a really nice take in the first quarter. Towards uh, towards the end of the first quarter, maybe the beginning of the second quarter. Actually, it was the first play of the second quarter. He took it right at um, Frankie N and probably should have gotten an one. But he was two for two from the field. Had a free throw, couple rebounds. Four assists. I don't know. Solid. Well, throw. Here we go. Three turnovers and minus three. It was fine. He was okay. But I still want less Brad Wanamaker in games like this. Um, but I get it tonight. They, they were shorthanded. They didn't have Robert Williams. They didn't have Ines Cantor and Jalen Brown. So, you know, the JV guys got a lot of run. It's like. If you're a varsity coach and you got three guys with illnesses, you're going to bring up the JV guys just to get them some experience. That was Wanamaker tonight. I was the beneficiary of that. Carson Edwards. 14 minutes. One for six from the field. 0 for four from three. Four rebounds, though. That is that is good. He Here's the thing with Carson Edwards tonight. In every shot, he t- missed. They were all ugly misses. But I was like, yes, that's what you do. Keep shooting. I'm not looking at Carson Edwards' season stats, but I bet he, I bet he shoots like under 20%. But that's his game. You need to live and die with his quick sh- shot. He has some pull-ups from like 25 feet. I used to coach a girl who would shoot 30-foot threes. And, you know, she'd have a game where she'd go like 0 for 5. But then she'd have a game where she's like 5 for 6 and she wins the game for us. So Carson Edwards, he's not doing it yet. But he's going to be a guy that's going to win us some games, kind of like Eddie House did um, years ago. You need to live with Carson Edwards' shortcomings with his percentage right now because it's going to pay dividends going forward. And the fact that he has four rebounds means that he's contributing in other ways. And if you see him defensively, he really gets after it more than I ever thought he would. But, you know, he's a minus six. He's a bench guy. He's still like fringe rotation. Vincent Poirier. Seven minutes. Kind of an odd, like, got some minutes late in the second. 
for some reason was one of the first subs, if not the first sub in the third. He hit a shot though. That was like a nice long shot. Like reminded me of PJ Brown, almost at top of the key type shot. Um, had a board, had a foul, whatever. I mean, seven minutes. Did what he had to do. Kind of had to play of Taco and um, Ennis and Time Lord weren't playing. He gave you seven minutes of something. <clears throat> G. Willie, my sentimental favorite. Big minutes tonight. 27 minutes. He was two for four from the field. Um, the two misses were threes. Six for six from the line. Four boards and assist. Again, it's not sexy. What G. Willie does is not sexy. He's never going to be on a highlight film unless he's setting a sick pick or taking a charge. But he's just so efficient, and um, you just... I, I can see what Brad sees in him offensively and defensively. He knows how to switch. He communicates defensively, offensively. Great pick setter, good shooter, can roll. He's just a smart player. His IQ gets him all those minutes, and 27 minutes, I think that's a season high. And we needed every single one of them. Here's where Brad loses me on this one. Um, Semi. Again. I'm mostly down on him. He played good against Milwaukee. Really good. We needed him. This was not a semi night. 16 minutes. 0 for 2. Both of those misses were threes. And he rushed him. He would catch the ball. And no one's within a 10 foot, maybe 10 mile radius. And he's just like catch and shoot like he's against a shot clock he's very uncomfortable offensively um you know i get why he plays in a game against the bucks where you need his physicality tonight he only played because there was no jalen brown i hope that's why i didn't play because he was uh kind of a minus for them tonight starters marcus smart 30 minutes one for three from three. That's respectable. If you're only taking three threes, he nailed one in the first quarter, and then the next possession, Gordon fed him in the same spot. All right, you missed that one. You, that was a heat check for him. He only had eight points, but again, we we know that's not his value. He's a defensive guy. He was guarding Julius Randle and Marcus Morris. God, he's so essential to the Celtics' future success this year. It's amazing. Um, a plus for him. And it, he gets an A+. Plus. He scored eight points and was a plus one just because the way he defends and how smart he is. And um, I don't know. It's great. Kemba Walker, 36 minutes, 33 points. This guy is exceeding expectations. He has to be exceeding everyone's expectations because I heard a lot of, wow, he was overpriced. Wow, you know, kind of reached on this guy. And I was like, well... Maybe, because I think he's going to fit better character-wise. He has a lot of the same attributes as IT and Irving, but he defends. And even I didn't know how, you know, I didn't understand how well he defended. I kind of thought he was going to be like maybe somewhere between Kyrie and IT offensively and probably a minus defensively, but he's a plus defensively. And... He might be a plus offensively than Irving because he buys into the system and he 
is willing to distribute, and he's 14 for 14 from the free throw line. So think about that. He had 33 points, got to the line 14 times. And I said early on that I was kind of shocked that he wasn't getting the calls um, going to the basket, and maybe the ref reviewed him. Like, well, you know, Kemba Walker is a multi-time All-NBA guy, multi-time All-Star. Let's start blowing that whistle for him. And when he gets there, he makes him pay. It's, it's been a long time since that Philly game when they were almost 50% from the line. Tonight, as a team, 27-29, but I don't want to digress. I don't want to take away from what I'm saying about Kemba. He was phenomenal. 33 points, 6 rebounds. And some of those rebounds, he comes flying in out of nowhere. Like, you wouldn't expect him to get those rebounds. He's minuscule out there. He's Lilliputian out there. He had 5 assists. Obviously, he's a willing passer. Man, I would say upgrade over Kyrie, clearly. Gordon Hayward, okay, 35 minutes. But he's not a pig. He is willing to facilitate, take the shots when they're there. Again, another night where he's 50% from three. Three of six. And some of those threes were very necessary in that third quarter. Nine rebounds, four assists. If he's willing to be the third, fourth banana, and I think he is, especially at the price we're paying him, Everyone's happy. Daddy's always happy. Jason Tatum. 34 minutes. 24 points. Now, Jason Tatum, this is the best game I've ever seen him play. In that first quarter, he's getting into the lane. He's dropping dimes. He's kicking. He finally... I shouldn't say finally. Only the first game was bad. I know it. It was so bad that I know I'm stuck on it. But he is getting his in the flow of the offense. And they call that play for him to win the game. Brad has trust in him, and he should, because he's the guy who has the skill set to shake free and get his own. And his rip game, his hip-to-hip, his sidestep, he has the tools. And tonight, especially at home when he has a little bounce and a little rhythm, it's great. Again, I know last pod I said he's got a little Tim Duncan in him, which he does, and I don't think anyone can really argue that he does kind of have this whiny face like he Tatum has a punchable face especially with those like mutton chop um that beard he's got going on and he whines about calls and he didn't do that too much tonight which was what's good and especially like I said it's more palatable when he's playing as well as, as he is can he take a charge every once in a while I think that would really endear the Boston fans to him Boston loves the dirt dogs um, you know, they love Smart. They love Ninkovich. They love Bruski. They love Pedroia. If Jason Tatum would just... And Marshawn, by the way, Brad Marshawn. They love guys who, like, are willing to get dirty. If Jason Tatum would just step in front of somebody, he could run... He would never have to buy a drink in this region for the rest of his life. But, man, he just... He doesn't seem to embrace that side of the ball. And I say that because there was a few chances tonight where he, on a three-on-two or a two-on-one or a, even a three-on-three, like he had these situations where he could have just step, stepped in and took a charge, and he kind of sidestepped and kind of gave a half-ass block effort. Um, but if he would just take a damn charge, I think, I think he, would just, he would be on that Paul Pierce level faster because Paul Pierce was like Tatum younger, you know? He was kind of selfish and kind of for himself. But if you remember those last couple of years, those championship years, you can vividly remember Paul Pierce stepping in and taking charge and pumping his chest. So hopefully, maybe Tatum needs a few more pounds on him. 
But that's what he needs. He needs to take a charge. That would be my advice to him. I digress. Daniel Tice, 27 minutes. He was questionable to play. I'm glad he played. He played, you know, he set the tone first play of the game. He had a weak side block, just stuffed the crap out of somebody, and then went down the other way and dunked on someone's head. I was an advocate for Daniel Tice to be the starting center to start the year, and it's paying dividends. I am looking smart for that call. Then again, that's true. We only play the Knicks tonight, so let's not get too ahead of myself. But he was a plus 12, eight boards, four blocks, and five points. That's that's a fine, that is a fine stat line for your fifth starter when you have such great offensive players like Brown, Tatum, Hayward, and Kemba. If your fifth guy can just be a guy that buys in and plays defense and boards and just hits the shots that are available to him, you're happy with that. And I think that's what Tice can be. And um, just excited about this team. Every game is gets me more excited. Tonight got me excited because I can see what they can be. Obviously, the results weren't good. You can't let the Knicks hang around. You cannot just coast through NBA games because it isn't ev- you know a- a- any given night. Like the freaking Nets tonight beat the Rockets by like eight and the Rockets were playing everybody and obviously as a Celtics fan you hate to see Kyrie win but I just I do wish that the Celtics put the pedal down a little bit tonight but there were circumstances dealt with I thought Brad had to play those guys a little deeper I just wish that um, they put him way earlier but anyways let's not do this again on Tuesday Tuesday the Celtics visit the Cleveland Cavaliers who are Kind of on the same level as the Knicks. Just not a lot going on there. As far as results, they are. They might have one or two wins. They do have some star power, though. They have Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love. Um, you know, they got some guys. They have Jim Beeline, John Beeline, from Michigan um, as their head coach now. And they are playing inspired ball, but let's not get in trap game, Celtics. Let's... W- Take it home on Tuesday. Great win. Good weekend.